Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Abba Father, we thank you for safety this morning. We thank you that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. Bless. This is Overflow in Life Community Prayer Line. I'm Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I'm so glad you decided to join us this morning. God is our source and our strength on this prayer line, and it is our pleasure to serve you and to serve the local body. This morning I woke up. <laughs> well, Somewhat. I'm still very sleepy. You probably can hear it in my voice. Um, but this morning, the first thing that came to my mind was, Sherelle, the enemy wants your worship. And I thought about it, it's like, okay, you know, we have these traditions in church and we call it worship. The truth of the matter is, it's not necessarily worship. Most of the time what we're experiencing are emotional releases that have nothing to do with our relationship with God. Sure, Holy Spirit can move on us and we can respond to Holy Spirit, but most of the time, that's not the order of the day. We are very effective at creating an atmosphere where people can get emotional. And then when service is all over, 
we're amazed at how quickly people go back to doing the same thing they were doing before they had an emotional release. Now, I know I sound a little cold and calculated, but as a little girl, I had a friend that um, I would visit her church with her. I always knew when she was going to respond in a certain manner, and it had a whole lot to do with her emotions and the things that were going on. She was in a very strict home. Um, she was a little Baptist girl, and um, but she had very, very strict parents. Um, and I'm not sure what all else was going on in that house. So, um, And God would say, watch this. Watch the people. Listen, watch, observe. And I would do just that. As we grew up, the little girl that was supposedly so spiritual lived a life of adultery, fornication, while playing in the playing piano for the church and directing the choir. I'm not sure how she's living now. But um, most of my life that I've heard about her, um, she's never gotten that right, and she's still directing the choir, playing the piano. Why? Because an emotional release is not worship. It's just what it is. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because we call a lot of things worship that has nothing to do with giving God, bowing our hearts before God. I can get delirious at a friend's concert. I can watch footages of Michael Jackson's um some of his concerts, turn the music down, and what we call worship looks like is happening. And maybe it is. Maybe the hearts are really bowed before Michael Jackson. So when God said, Jarrell, the enemy wants worship. He wants your attention. I started thinking about all of the things that were going on in our local congregation, the cycles of things, how each person seems to have something in their life that steals their attention, that causes them to turn and look. And I know in my personal life, it might sound cold to some, but the first thing that God said the 1st of May was, Sherelle, he reminded me of the scripture where the young man came to Jesus and he wanted to follow Jesus, but he said, my father is 
dead, can I go back and bury him? And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And then the disciples were talking to Jesus about his mother and his family, and Jesus said, who is my mother, father, sister, brother? Except those that do the will of the Lord. So God brought those two scenarios to my mind instantly. I didn't press into it. I thought it was really, it's like, okay, surely this is not um, a conversation that the Lord is having with me in this moment. But surely it was. Why? Because God knew that there were things that I needed to do that if I didn't put things in the proper perspective, that I would lose track of my assignment with him. See, true worship is more than a cry here and a cry there and a little emotions because somebody sang my favorite song. And I hate the phrase, I went in. Why? Because that tells me that there is emotions tied into all of this. Why? Because I believe that we're supposed to live in 24-7. I think that's what Jesus did. I don't read anywhere in Scripture where um, somebody had to sing a certain song or do a certain thing in order for Jesus to be obedient to God. You see, true worship is, bringing everything that's in us, mind, will, emotions, intellect, into submission to Holy Spirit, bowed before him. Not in five minutes, not a three-minute song or a ten-minute song. or uh, All of those things are fun. That's great. That's wonderful. I mentioned my friend in the beginning because all of those years, all of the emotional releases. She still was an adulterer, and she fornicated. Not just for a short season and repented, but it was her lifestyle. Her lifestyle indicated that all of the things that I saw as a child had nothing to do with a love relationship with God. We see that every day. That's why people can do all kinds of things after having gone in, as they call it, right? So when Holy Spirit came to me this morning, I realized, that it's easy to worship. It's easy to give Satan attention. And we don't even realize the strings that he's pulling in our emotions. So when I opened up my devotional today, and it was talking about the secret of union with God, I found 
it to be confirmation. Let me read some of it. There is a profound cry deep in the heart of man for a heart connection with God. You were created to abide in Christ. It is this cry for intimacy with God that has driven you to read this book. He's talking about the book, Secrets of the Secret Place, by Bob Sorgay. Again, Bob Sorgay was someone that had been known for music and praise and worship. God took his voice, or he lost his voice. We'll say that. So he no longer, he barely talks in a whisper. So the psalmist turned his attention and began to be an author, and he writes some very uh, profound things. And this was his way of healing. But God had to take a natural gift away from him in order for him to find a place of obedience in him. I'm not to say that all the years that he sang that he was disobedient, but this is his testimony. So I am, um, it says, it was that cry for a connection with God that filled the heart of the Samaritan woman in John 4. Even though she didn't even know how to articulate her longings, she had looked for love in all the wrong places. But the master saw her heart, and he knew how to drive it out. How to draw it out, rather. I'm sorry. When Jesus spoke with this woman at Jacob's well, and she realized that Jesus was a prophet, she immediately put forward her number one question. Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem, it is the place where one ought to worship. Her question was, what's the right way to connect with God, here on this mountain or in Jerusalem? Above all else, the longing of her heart was for a meaningful connection with God's heart. The issue of where, had been argued so much in her day that she had despaired of ever connecting with God and had succumbed to a lifestyle of flagrant sin. But despite her sinful lifestyle and sense of hopelessness at ever finding it, her heart still ached for connection with God. Jesus' response must have amazed her. She learned even though she was seeking to connect with God, God was even more actively interested in seeking those who would connect with him in spirit and in truth. Jesus taught her to reveal, sought her out to reveal to her the Father's desire for worshipers like her. God has shown himself to be so much different from what we would have thought. He longs for us 
to be with us, to have one heartbeat with us. The ancients had a term to describe their higher dimensions of spiritual intimacy, which they called union with God. This is the connection with God for which the human heart burns. Jesus came to make us one with God. John 17, verses 21 through 23. It is in union with God that we find the greatest exhilaration. It is also where we discover the most glorious enticements to explore the depths of God's burning heart. God breathed into the human soul a profound desire for union with him. Then he equipped us with a vocabulary to talk about it when he gave us the model of marriage. He said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The union of marriage was to serve as an example that would give us a mental template for understanding spiritual union. And I, um, this is my sidebar. Because the marriage covenant, we move in and out of intimacy in our culture. We don't hold marriage to a high esteem. It's hard to understand that God created marriage to look like our intimacy with him, that we would be one with him. We don't understand that because in our marriages, we don't carry that. We don't become one. Most of the time it's because we have joined ourselves to a harlot that does not have the ability to be one with us. So we have not exampled God's union. We've been more like Hosea in our relationship. And we know that that's not the kind of bride that God wants us to be, though he is that kind of husband, that he continues to look for us, to desire us, to want us. Even when we're out committing fornication and adultery and loving other gods, he continues to seek after us. He continues to want to draw us into a place of intimacy. So when we give our attention and our heart to other things and other situations and other circumstances, he stands back and waits for us to turn to him and put him first. So I understand 
And I think that this is the nature of my relationship with God. Often I live what God is teaching me. And now this morning I realize what God is saying. Any situation that God has not ordained and illuminated for your life that's part of his plan and his purpose, according to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It doesn't matter what the dynamics are. If it draws you away from Jesus, if it places people and situations in the place in your heart and in your mind, that only Jesus is supposed to have. It's a dangerous place to be. God is after our heart. He wasn't talking about the situation as much as he was talking about my heart. Who do you love most, Sherelle? Who is first in your life? Who do you prioritize? We're to be one. When you are one with something, it's not just about... um, Romance and courtship. You can have an intimate friendship, companionship, communication, fellowship, all of these things and never get married. But what you're not supposed to have is union apart from marriage. God has exampled in marriage that the two shall become one flesh. That's why the marriage bed is so important. Because it is to represent the complete union of Christ and his bride that we so long for and await for and desire. Christ in us, the hope of glory. The highest heavens and the earth cannot contain God. Acts seven forty nine fifty. I'm reading again. But somehow God has created the human soul with the ability to be a habitation for himself. There is something within us that is broader in its ability to contain God than the whole universe. This is the wonder of what God has made us to be. I can be filled with all the fullness of God, with the fullness of him who fills all and all. The highest heavens can't contain God but the human spirit can. 
God's desire is that we would be one with him, that we would have union with him, not a fleeting romance, not a few minutes here and there, but that we would come into agreement, that we would leave our father and our mother and be joined to him. That we would leave everything, every situation, every sin, every weight that so easily beset us. That we would present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy unto him, completely unto him. It is from this union, this relationship, according to Psalm, of songs. When the bride finally gets the revelation and she comes up out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved, going into the vineyard to serve with them, she finally gets the revelation that I can do nothing apart from my lover. But in him I can do all things. That he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. That she would not even stagger at that revelation. God, it is you and I together going into the vineyard, going into the place of service. We are one flesh. We represent your kingdom, Father. Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us the way of your Holy Spirit, God, that you're moving us out of our religious boxes Father God that you're opening us up to really understand that we are married to Christ we are the bride and as the bride makes ready we keep our lamps lit in anticipation of his return. We recognize who we are and whose we are. We are not in union with another. Father, forgive us for all the ways in which we've allowed the enemy to draw our attention away from Christ. Father God, I pray for us on this line, our local bodies, Father, the cycles that the enemy has used to keep us chasing him, God. God. 
we come out of agreement with those cycles. Father God, I praise you and I thank you that you're able to keep that which we commit to you even until the end. Father, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, that you have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that according to Jeremiah 29, 11, that you have plans for each of us to give us a hope and a future. I am so grateful and thankful for Holy Spirit that draws us, that teaches us, that trains us. Father, we come out of carnality. And we allow you to train us to be sons of God. You said in your word, those that are led by the Spirit, they are indeed sons. We go from being a baby to growing up into maturity. So that we truly can access kingdom blessings. Father God, you said they that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord... Our work is our worship. Everything that we do, everything that we are, everything that we're becoming, that's our work, God. That's our worship. So we worship you in spirit. We worship you in truth. Thank you, Father, for the transforming power of your spirit, Father. Thank you that we renew our minds daily. Father, forgive us for worshiping others, worshiping our situation, allowing ourselves to be distracted. Father God, I pray for my friends. I ask that you would reveal to them anything or anybody that they hold in higher esteem than you. Father, we don't think that that's what we're doing. But whatever we prioritize first is that which we worship. So, Father God, I ask forgiveness or ordering my schedule in such a way that I lose sight of what you've called me to do and what I am to accomplish on any given day, God. That I would so easily be distracted. That I would not hold you first in all things. Father, deliver me from any way in which I put any of my obligations before the plan and the purpose that you have for my life, God. Father, forgive me for any way in which my fears drive 
fear of poverty, fear of not achieving whatever the fear is that would draw me outside of your plan and your purpose for my life, God. You said to seek first the kingdom of God in your righteousness and everything we need would be added. So, Father, if there are anyone on this line that's struggling with how to balance purpose with their reality, Father, I ask that you would give us wisdom, wisdom to know how to handle the daily tasks, wisdom that's birthed in relationship and intimacy, Father God, I praise you and I thank you. Father God, you are our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Great and marvelous are your works. Lord God Almighty, righteous and true are your ways. King of the nations, who will not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. You, Lord, you are in your holy temple. You are on your holy throne. Father, we are your temple. Be enthroned in our hearts, God. Search our heart and reveal any areas of unconfessed sin. Father, if there is any wicked way in us, Deliver us and set us free. For, Father, you are our God. We stand in awe. We fear you. We choose to walk in all your ways and to love you and to serve you with our whole heart and with our soul. Christ Jesus, we have not been made perfect, but we press on to lay hold of that which you have laid hold of for us. We do not consider ourselves yet to obtain, but one thing we do, forgetting those things which are behind and stretching forward to what is ahead. We press on toward the goal to win the prize of the upward call in you. Father God, I praise you and I thank you. I thank you that you have invited us into union with you. You are creator God and we are your creation. And that, Father, will always be 
But, Lord, you have made it possible through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that we would be in union with Elohim, Creator, God, Master, Sovereign. It is yet a mystery for us, God, but by faith we receive it, we choose it, we walk in it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Father, we don't forget your benefits. You want us whole, complete, lacking nothing. So, Father, we do leave father, mother, sister, brother. To cling to you, God. No earthly relationship supersedes the intimacy for which you have called us into. Father, in our marriages, may they be a reflection of this union, this unity, this union. So that it's men and women look upon our marriages. They would see reflected a life in union with you, God. Father God, forgive us for all the ways that we have chosen mates that had nothing to do with union, but everything to do with what makes us feel good, kind of like the songs we choose, kind of like the ways that we fellowship in our churches, God. But today, Father, we recognize that everything we do, from the rising of the sun to the going down, should be birthed out of this union with you, God. Teach us, Father, for at overflowing life, we say, with wisdom. And worship, life overflows with your abundance. We're asking for wisdom, and we're asking to bring us into true worship, God, so that everything that we do reflects everything that you are opening up the avenue to live your abundant life, God. For we recognize our work is our worship, what we do with our time, talent, and treasure is a reflection of our relatedness with you, God. 
Father, forgive us for living the life of a harlot. Forgive us for prostituting ourselves. When you have promised us everything yet, Father, we make exchanges that have nothing to do with your heart for us. We make exchanges to be accepted, God. We make exchanges be comfortable, God. And we often find ourselves in places of compromise. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Father, for all the ways that our lives have not glorified you. Forgive us, Father, for wasted time and wasted resources. We ask that your love complete us. We realize that you are the one that died for us, Jesus. Father God, according to 2 Corinthians 5, verses 14 through 15, we choose to no longer live for ourselves, but for the one who died for us and rose again. We thank you, Abba Father, we're redeemed from the curse of the law. For you have become a curse for us. You've you've taken our shame and our blame and you've nailed it to the cross. Father God, many do not even recognize and continue to labor in areas that you paid a price for. Father God, in your unfailing love, you have redeemed us. In your strength, you have given us the power to do all things. Then you've given us Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. So, Father God, we put you first. We give you first place in our lives. For you are the Lord God who brought your people out of Egypt so that they would no longer be slaves. You broke the bars of their yoke and enabled them to walk with heads held high. Father God, you have brought us out from among them. We are no longer slaves to an evil system and an evil genius. 
We ask that you would break the bars of yokes that would try to control our destiny, God. Father God, we choose to be yoked to you and not to another. So, Father, I ask that you would encourage the hearts of everyone that's on this line, God. May they come to know you in a true and living way. Everywhere in our lives that we have made ourselves comfortable in the bed of another, We ask your forgiveness, God. Be glorified, Lord, in our lives. Be glorified in our sacrifice, God. Father, there are cares in this world. And there are many voices clamoring for our attention. Father God, give us wisdom to do first things first. To be obedient, loving children. And allow you, Father, to strengthen our mind. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Are there any prayer requests online this morning? Yes, Pastor. Yes. Pastor. Uh-huh. I, uh, I have three. Okay. I'm sorry to bombard God today, but uh, first, I, my son is really going through with his blended family relationship, and he needs much praying, much prayer. I have a nephew in college. He's doing well, but there's some emotional struggles he's suffering from. And I have a friend who is really going through right now and almost talking about throwing the towel in. And I I definitely don't want that to happen. I know God doesn't want that to happen. Is your friend male or female? I'm sorry, please? Is your friend male or female? He's male. Okay, that's what I heard. All right. Hallelujah. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for these men, Father. We thank you, Father, for each of them, Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, I praise you and I thank you that you're raising up men that have your heart and have your mind. I thank you, Father, for the clarion call of drawing men into the kingdom of God, connecting them with your heart, God, so that they would know how to be fathers, that they would know how to live the life that you've called them for. Father God, I lift up her son, 
I thank you and I praise you for this young man. I thank you, Father God, that you continue to strengthen him. Lord God, that you would give him wisdom in the name of Jesus. Father, your family is blended. We come from all different backgrounds and we're adopted into your family. So you understand what it takes, Father, to raise children with so many different backgrounds. Father God, in blended homes, it takes Holy Spirit to show how to parent another man's seed and to love and cover a situation that was broken from the beginning, God. But, Father, we recognize there is nothing too difficult for you, God. So I pray for wisdom. Is your son saved? He is in a backslidden condition. Okay. I'll say that. All right. So, Father God, I praise you and I thank you whatever compromise that he's made in order to find himself in this situation. I ask you, Father God, I ask to heal that relationship, that breach that he has with you, God. I ask, Father God, for saving him, redeeming him, setting him free. I thank you, Father God, that he hears your voice and the voice of a stranger. He will no longer follow. Draw him back, God. Send laborers across his path, Father, that have your heart and have your mind and have your wisdom. But we ask, Lord God, that in this process, Lord, that you would give him wisdom. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to him, Father, for he is yet, church, your body, God. Let him return to his first love, Father. And from that love relationship, let him bring healing to this situation. Father, I lift up the young man that's in college. I thank you and I praise you, Father God. The enemy's trying to bombard his life and his mind in such a way that he cannot achieve destiny. But, Father God, we pray a hedge of protection around him in the name of Jesus. Father God, I don't know what the emotional issues are, but you know what they are in this young man's life. I ask you, Father God, that you would strengthen him. I ask you, Father God, that he would find his way into a place of knowing you intimately. I thank you, Father God, that you would become his rock, his stability in the name of Jesus. Father God, the swarm, it's almost like he's being attacked even in his mind, God, that there's, I ask, Father God, for peace in the name of Jesus. Father God, I praise you and I thank you that the enemy has sent, um, an attack against him in such a way to even drive him. But Lord God, I praise you and I thank you that he will not 
He will not lose his mind in the midst of this situation, Father God, that you would strengthen him, Father. And what the enemy meant for bad, God, use it for good. Cause him to find who he really is, Lord. Give him an identity in Christ. Anchor him in Jesus Christ. Let him find his confidence in Jesus. Not in situations, circumstances, people, but in Christ, God. Raise up a mighty man of God, Father, even in the midst of heartache and heartbreak, God. Raise him up. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to pray for her friend. I thank you for an opportunity to pray for these men. God, I ask that you would strengthen her friend. In Jesus' name, we bind uh, self-hatred. We bind murder. Those things that would cause us to want to let go of life. God, where the, where the enemy has tried to release this desire just to leave the earth, Father, replace it with a hunger to live. In you we live, move, and have our being. Replace it with a hunger to live. And, Father, I don't know these three men. I don't know their backgrounds. I know that there are so many broken lives and broken people because we have not been covenant-keeping people. In fact, we didn't know that we were supposed to be God. So we've opened up a generation to brokenness, God, because we lived contrary to the word. But, Father, I thank you that you will establish these men as men in the body of Christ, that they would have the Father's heart, your heart, God, that, Father God, you would raise them up in the name of Jesus, give them strength, give them boldness, deliver them, set them free, establish them in a perfect covenant with you, God. I'm lifting up all of our sons right now. I'm hearing that, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you to strengthen our men. We thank you to strengthen our sons, both our biological sons and spiritual sons, Father. I praise you and I thank you that they would have the Father's heart, that, Father God, you said you'd be a father to the fatherless. And even though when we have a father around sometimes, Daddy, it's just like there's nobody there. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you step into the lives of these young men and that you would father them. Because apparently, Father, they've lost their direction, God. So step into their situation. Be a father to them. Give them fatherly wisdom. Give her son fatherly wisdom on how to be a father in a blended family. Give this young man that's away at college fatherly wisdom on how to live his life. Give her friend hope and encouragement. Be his father in his situation. Father God, I lift up uh, my son I thank you, Lord. I thank you for my husband, but, Father, 
you know, ha, hallelujah, we don't know everything, God. So be his father in every area where he hungers for identity in the name of Jesus. Our children need identity. They need to know who they are, why they're created, God, what it is they're supposed to accomplish in this earth. Jesus knew. He said, for this cause, I came into the earth. This is why the Father sent me in this hour. Father, give our men a sense of identity, Father, that only a Father can give. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we praise you and we thank you, Father. And we thank you that all over this community, God, you all over the church community, you are establishing fatherhood. Father, Father, those that are in the pulpit, that the reason they can't get along with the sheep is because they have no idea who they are. They heard your call, God, but they've been fatherless men, fatherless women. But I just want to focus on the men for now. Hallelujah. Father God, you ordain men to lead. No matter how we want to twist it in this earth, that Adam was created first. So, Father God, I lift up women. I lift, teach us how to honor our head. Father God, you said in Scripture that we're even their crowns. Teach us how to honor our head. Teach us how to honor you. Teach us how to honor Jesus as head of the church, God, and be obedient and submitted to him, Father. Father, I praise you and I thank you, God, that you are fixing things. Fix it in these young men's lives. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Any other prayer requests? Hallelujah. Well, Father, we praise you and we thank you for this morning. We thank you for an opportunity to serve you. I ask you to bless every person on this line. We look forward to tomorrow. We're going to have a round robin. We're going to have everybody online that wants to pray. No, we're going to have everyone on the line praying because they want to pray. And um, I won't put any time restrictions. And we'll just follow Holy Spirit. And I believe it's being amazing time of prayer. I think people need to hear someone's voice besides my own on this prayer line, and I think there's a lot of power on this prayer line. And I thank God for each and every one of you. 
you're blessed and highly favored. Continue um, to pray for one another as we go about our day. So be blessed until tomorrow morning. This is Pastor Sherelle Perkins, Overflow in Life, Community Prayer Line. If you happen to cross this on TalkShoot, you can dial in on purpose, one call ID, one three eight seven six eight. All of the prayers are recorded. You can always access them at another time. If you ever have trouble listening over phone, you can also hook up your computer so that the prayer um, you can hear through your computer. So be blessed until tomorrow morning. Love and peace and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.